Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of Ben Drinking, Ben Watching. We are back from our hiatus. In this episode, we discuss where we've been for the last couple of weeks and why we've been so radio silent. But other than that, the main topic of today is the 1989 classic Roadhouse, starring Patrick Swayze, Kelly Lynch, and motherfucking Sam Elliott, the man. This movie was directed by Rowdy Harrington, and this podcast is officially, unofficially sponsored by Miller Lite. Ladies and gentlemen, Get ready, get fucked, it's Roadhouse. Oh, all right, what's going on? Been drinking, been watching. You can sit on your own dick for this one. I will answer it, but I need to know the parameters here. Fucking fear to be Me? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't saying anything. I know you weren't. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Ben Drinking, Ben Watching. It has been a... Minute since we have been sitting here in the old Shangri-La, Ben Drake been watching studio. A little bit longer than a minute. <laughs> a little bit longer, maybe a couple minutes, maybe five minutes, maybe an hour. Maybe it's like, been a lot of minutes. Maybe like, you know. What do you think, 60 minutes to midnight? Uh, like two months, whatever, whatever minutes those are. How many minutes is that? I don't know, I don't have my computer open. A lot of minutes, do the math. Oh, I do, but. I'm but hello everybody, welcome back, glad to have you here. Good. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, that's what we're here to talk <laughs> about today is, in fact, the 1989 classic, I dare say classic, Roadhouse. I would say, I would say classic. it's 87,600 minutes. 87,600 really? minutes. 87,600 minutes. Oh, I see what you guys are doing. You're doing Seasons of Love. Is that, what, that wasn't what I was going to Rent. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are. You, is that the name of the song in Rent? Is Seasons of Love? Seasons it of is, Love yeah. is the one where oh, they count. Yeah. Oh, I don't fucking. Whatever. <laughs> I've never seen the damn movie. Rent sucks. <laughs> the music is nice. Some of the music is nice. Well, seeing that we're not here to talk about Rent and we are here to talk about motherfucking Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Roadhouse is definitely a classic. It's a classic, right? Cult classic. Cult, cult classic. But oh, it also, yeah. it's, it's a classic. But in it's the, also a classic. It's a classic in the, the cheesy action or uh, action drama. I guess, it, I mean, because it's not really action-y, but it's got some action to it. It's kung fu. It's not action-y. The whole movie's action. Well, I mean, there's not many explosions. I mean, there are definitely, like, tables, There but are three explosions. There's Roadhouse is many, the creme though. de la creme of good, bad movies. Yes, it's campy. That's what it's it is. It's so campy. Yeah, like, it's, it's so... It's almost parody. I was just going to say, it is a parody of itself, and I don't think it meant to be. And I think at the time, people were like, oh, yeah, badass fucking bouncer movie, fucking Swayze. And I think over the course of time, it's just become so much of a fucking joke that it's, you know, it's just a funny movie. Great one-liners. Great one-liners. I can't wait to get to that segment. But before we go on, I would like to shout out our brother from across the pond again, John Chalk, who has been eagerly waiting to hear this episode. John Chalk is a bouncer in England, and he was... He had the Patrick Swayze title, or I think he holds right now the Patrick Swayze title. He was a cooler. He's, He's a, cooler. a cooler. He is the cooler. Damn, dude. Shout and out to those, you, John. John, my man. If we're uh, doing shout outs, I also want to do a shout out to Rhombus and uh, our Aunt Jan for uh, providing us with this new recording light. It's a handsome light. It's a handsome light. It's a very handsome light. I, I would say it's I have the no hand- shout outs. You have none. I have no shout out. You don't well, want if shout- you don't, I'll take your spot. You, and you can have an extra out. shout out. I'm going to shout out the Curtis boys, Jimmy and Johnny Curtis. Uh, you Who know, are they? Those are really good friends of mine, really big movie lovers. I was just with them uh, last week, and we were talking about Roadhouse. So, gotcha. Um, they were excited to to talk, and it was like, great, cool, cool. So, this is for you, Jimmy, Johnny, John Chalk, Roadhouse. 
Yeah, I could do a few more shout outs. Are we doing shout outs? No, I think we're over with shout outs. <laughs> I've said mine. I think we're done. Um, so you with, get the last word on shout outs? Yes, I do. And now we're moving on to general impressions of Roadhouse. Let's start with Matthew Belts. I liked it, dude. Uh, so I, I had never seen this movie, never heard about it. The only Patrick Swayze Wait movie. Wait a minute. You never heard about it? Had never heard about it. No. Had you? You've yeah. watched Family Guy, right? That's how I know about it. No, I, I hate Family Guy. Oh Unpo- my God. Unpopular opinion, but I'm not a huge Family Guy fan unless Andrew's quoting it. <laughs> Dead serious. Like when we were kids watching Family Guy, I'd be like, I'm tuning out. And then like the next day when Andrew's quoting it, I'm like, hey, that's funny. Dude. I get pissed. I'd look at him and he's just like doodling or some bullshit. And I'm like, no, you need to watch this. I'm paying attention. I was like, eh, no, no. You've no um, culture. <laughs> <laughs> it really is American culture, Family Guy. Family guy. I mean, I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm uncultured, but uh, no, honestly, swine. I I swine. I had never heard of this movie, and it like I went in with nothing, and I was like, well, mm, great. Don't really want to watch this, but like, okay. And then literally first five minutes, I'm like, how have I been missing out on this movie? This is so much fun. <laughs> like right from the get go, that very uh, even the opening shot, I was like, hmm. Right. The opening shot with the, well, it starts on, it starts on black and then it dips down to the red sign and then it shows you the whole parking lot and it just kind of follows in. I'm like, hmm, what am I getting into right now? Um, So yeah, general impressions. I, it was fun. That was the, the main thing I can take away from it. And then beyond that, it's just like great soundtrack. I really love the cinematography. I, I love, it's funny, dude. Like I, I couldn't tell like watching it now, for me, it felt like Tarantino jumped back in time and directed this movie. Like, that's how it stands for me now. But, like, thinking about it when it came out at the time, there was no there was no paradigm like that before. So it's like, I can see how it might not have been well-received at the time. Like, especially because he was coming right off of Dirty Dancing. Dance. And, like, he had this whole other image and then to throw him into, like, a kung fu movie about a, a bouncer and, like, you know... <laughs> It was just, it was interesting. It was, it was cool. I like that you just said it was a, a kung fu movie because we had a, me and uh, the Curtis boys had a conversation about, is this a kung fu movie? And I, I think that it borders on the, uh, like the tropes of kung fu movies where it's like one guy who is the ultimate badass. He's also got a really like reserved way about him. He's not just out on a killing spree. He's very uh, tame, but he can kick ass. I was just going to say at its roots, it's all about the philosophy of fighting and violence which is right. very much which is a huge kung fu element right and you know he 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 did something dark in his past that's you know haunting him and he has to you know go and write the town of the the bad guys and, and the fact that the boss has his own kung fu guy yeah like so so this guy comes and hires i can't remember his fucking name right now but he comes and he hires uh dalton mm-hmm. patrick swayze to go and fix up the new club that he just bought. He came into some money, he bought a club, it needs to get fixed up because it's a bloodbath every single night. People just, it's like the Wild West in this club. The double deuce. The double uh, deuce, Morty. And he- The double douche. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that his, the adversary who like runs the town like through money and politics has his own kung fu guy like he has a kung fu like henchman. Well, I think that's there's something like mirrors Patrick Swayze like in the white and black and the good and evil of using I say kung fu in quotes, but for for, you know, either protection or aggression. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's also interesting. You know, you talk about kung fu movie. It's like this lone individual comes to town with one purpose, but then you know they end up fixing all the problems in the town. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like now it's on you because you're the only one who has the balls to stand up to the oppressor or whatever it is. Like if you think of the hilarity of that, Patrick Swayze's character Dalton comes to town to just clean up a bar, but then he cleans up the whole town. He gets rid of the whole town's corruption. Well, it's it's because he gets like forcefully involved in the people who are bad like he didn't like even say he's like oh you know what? i'm gonna fix this it's like no now you're affecting me and i now have to make this right because i can't just run away i'm i have too much honor i'm patrick swayze yeah and you know it's, it's, it's just the fact that the philosophy of bouncing in this movie is pretty great like i really like that i <laughs> this like you, you just said like this is like tarantino-esque and I could not disagree more. I really couldn't. I don't think that there is a hint of Tarantino in this at all. Not at all. Not at all, man. And I it, like it's not really clever the way I that Tarantino is very clever. clever. So I see it. I see the similarities in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. But I, not maybe not even the first fifteen. I think until he leaves the first club. But I think the first like opening seven or eight minutes or so is very Tarantino. Like with um. You know, like how you're seeing they're they're playing the knife game with the with the bills on the table and then the cheap dialogue and it's like very you know very eighties very southern and then all of a sudden he's just cool, calm and collected the way that he escorts them from the bar and just walks back in you know mm. shitty dialogue super shitty dialogue very campy but I do really th- I thought the first fifteen minutes of the movie I was like oh this actually is gonna be like solid I was like this is like a good movie. And then I was like, oh, no, no it's not. <laughs> have, you, have you seen it before? No, I had never seen it. Oh, damn. I had never seen it. Like, I only knew about it from family. From family. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I, I had heard about it, you know, because sure. like, Swayze's the man. But then... Um, Swayze is the man. They started to lose me quickly when he <laughs> throws the keys to the homeless guy and pulls the fucking tarp <laughs> off of his convertible Mercedes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what is this? I'm like, so bouncing is extremely lucrative where they're from. Like, <laughs> how, how fucking balling is this guy in money? Where 5,000 up front, 500 every night. Like, cash. He, cash. Yeah. And like, I wonder though, was he just highballing him because he didn't want to do it? Like, he had a cushy job over here already working. He's like, yeah, fucking throwing it. Because he nah, kind of had like, that's this, the price this, of a cooler. Well, he had like this air of surprise when he said, I can live with that. He was like, Okay. Yeah. Let's make it, right. Hey. And then the guy came in and he's like, I quit. Yeah. This is the, the, the bandstand's all yours. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there's a lot of bad dialogue and bad delivery in this movie from the side characters. <laughs> like, really bad. Like, it, like it, uh, specifically in the double deuce where Dalton's there for the first time, just kind of scoping out the area and the fight breaks out and everybody's just so cartoonish like the guy sitting in the car going yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally with that kind of tone of laugh <laughs> well I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing I mean I don't think that this like that's what I get at when I say campy I don't think this movie strives to take itself seriously which is why I don't have a problem with like the cheesy dialogue I, I don't think, I think at the time it tried to though that, that's what okay. I'm saying if, I if that, that is it, what we're going for if at the time it was trying to take itself seriously then sure I see where you're coming from. I don't but think like, they had at the now, foresight 
Look at that. That's right. I don't think the director, like, it'd be real easy for the director right now to be like, I was kidding. You know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, like, at the time, he was probably like, I'm f- with his tight jeans. He's like, he's like, I'm badass. I'm making a badass. Dude, movie. the amount of fucking, not even high kicks, these were mid kicks in blue jeans, because yeah. you can't high kick in blue jeans. You just cannot do it. You can if you're Sam Elliott or Patrick Swayze. They never did, though. They never, they threw these kicks and the leg was never fully extended. It was just like, huh! Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that in the fight when Sam Elliott finally comes to the double dues and he walks around the back, like he tried to do a couple of those high kicks, and it's like, <laughs> it's dude, like, the choreography <laughs> in this is so fucking bad. Like, is it, Sam Elliott a hundred years old? He's yeah. seventy six. He was he, born a hundred. He was seventy six then. Yeah, <laughs> but Sam Elliott's the best part of this fucking movie. For me, I fucking love Sam Elliott's dialogue. I, mm. He is the coolest fucking cat in this movie. I like Kelly Lynch. She was doc. I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. she was great in this. I agree. And she yeah. didn't have like a career. I no, no, she didn't. I I agree with you, man. Like I I was gonna reserve that, but she, I thought she was badass in this. Ah, eh. not a fan. Eh. No, I mean it's like okay, fine. Like you filled the role, but you didn't do anything super special for me. Yeah. At all, really. Like, you were just kind of there to be the the hot love interest. I thought on screen, though, matching someone like Swayze's energy, I thought she did it. I thought she did it pretty well. Swayze had some weird energy. But, like, was controlling. Like, like, Swayze was on a pedestal from the second that this movie started, and For he sure. never comes down off of that. No. And I don't think at any point it was like, oh, she can't. Hold the candle to him. I was like, oh yeah, like she, yeah. She kind of had. She her seems own, like she can act. Like. She kind of had her own energy that she brought to it, and you know, like I, I get the sense she would have been fine if Patrick Swayze never came into her life. Oh, she would have been a hundred percent fine. Yeah. The whole town probably would have been fine. Well, like there would there would be a lot less property damage if Patrick Swayze never. <laughs> Three less explosions, at least. Three, Three less, less explosions. explosions. There'd still be a Ford dealership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Wesley would still have his hands in everything. I gotta Brad know, Brad Wesley though. would still be alive. He might yeah. be the worst character in the history of film. What do you mean? Brad West, just how we're introduced to him when he's fucking oh, he's driving, swerving away. Like, I'm, just like, I'm, like, I'm like, is he like in his backyard? I'm like, who's this douchebag? Like, <laughs> he's singing the song behind the wheel, just like driving in and, and, and out of the, the middle of the road. And he's the least intimidating bad guy ever he's too. Short, like, small he has like nothing but henchmen and I his goon him. who used to fuck guys in prison like, yeah. I, was like, I, was like, I feel like that line wasn't necessary <laughs> and I love when they uh, it's not when they introduce him but I love when they show him at the party scene like Dalton's watching him from across the river and he shows up in that pink pink robe and he's got that gigantic cigar and he looks up at that tall guy and he's like I like this guy if they made this today Tobey Maguire would play him definitely Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. Because Toby Maguire sucks. Letter to the editor. Letter to the editor. <laughs> Recast Toby Maguire. Roadhouse. Oh my God. I want to talk about the pair of attitudes. The pair of attitudes? That's the greatest reference to breasts I've ever heard in my entire oh, life. When he goes, he's offering, he's like, 20 bucks, you can kiss him. Oh my I'm like, God. oh my God. I'm like, this fucking guy. Yeah, that was uh, a little dated. That was cringy. I don't think that and holds like, up. <laughs> that, that goes back to what I was saying about like the side or like the extras like that are just peppered in to say shit and like start like a little bit of trouble for Dalton to fix. Mm. That is one of the weirdest interactions. It made me very uncomfortable. Again, way more uncomfortable than some of the shit that I have seen. Yeah, but that alone, I was like, oh god. I mean, it definitely go is ahead, uncomfortable. Touch him. 
And I never said I had twenty dollars. I oh, got right. twenty bucks. I like he told him he could kiss them, and he's over there fondling them for like <laughs> fifteen seconds before he says anything. I'm like, if he'd grabbed them, I probably would have fucking backhanded him. Like, and let's go back to the very fact that he's offering. Like, yeah, here, here's no this lady. I've got my arm around. Touch her breasts. Right. Like, what? Yeah, that's a little <laughs> fucked up. And she's yeah, like, yeah. I guess. That, <laughs> I it's guess just how they were like back in the '80s. Man. I guess that's just Jasper, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I Hail think if Jasper. Roadhouse comes out today, that scene's done a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even the beginning, like uh, in the opening bar scene, it's like, why is that guy like why did you come back and stab Patrick Swayze? Like, what are you doing? No in, the, in the arm. In the arm. Like, what are you what are you trying to do? Well, he sliced him and he's like, ah, I think I could take you. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was really cool. He's like, though. I've been trying, I've been wanting it, I've been <laughs> wanting and wanting. Like, it's like, it's like, what? Like, why? Like, he's a prize fighter. That, yeah. <laughs> like, he's a bouncer at a bar. He's like, but he is legendary though. He's known like throughout the land because even when he I shows guess. up at the Double Deuce, that guy rips somebody's throat out. Yeah, they all. He's got a reputation. And let's like, talk about that real quick. <laughs> oh god, I was gonna wait, but yeah, fucking, let's dive right in, man. Oh my god, I thought they were gonna, and then when it looked like they were gonna do it twice, I was like, all right, and then he stopped. I was like, okay. and then he does it. Well, when, when, <laughs> I mean, he, the end, when he actually does it to the kung fu adversary, <laughs> I just thought, and this is one of the things that really blows my mind about this movie about how because Swayze does have some cool lines in this movie, mm. and he just butchers so much of his character by throwing in like down south bar talk mm. and like it's like one or the other or at least like gracefully blend the two like when he's when, again when he like he's fighting the the uh, kung fu adversary it's like you're such an asshole <laughs> yeah but you keep saying he butchers it I really go back to the whole cartoonish aspect yeah like, it really is like, cartoonish like if you accept that this is cartoon and it's just fun none of it which I do me. and I love it none I love it, it for me. it I do love it for it but I'm not gonna not rip on it <laughs> like, I'm I not mean, gonna not rip on t- it this movie is riffable across the board dude like even the, like the Fucking four wheeler going through the four dealership. Like, what is this? Like, this is not okay. That and him doing Tai Chi. I was just gonna say that the Tai Chi scene fucking. Oh, when me. Emmett comes out and he sees him doing Tai Chi in the yard. <laughs> And we saw Sam Elliott's pubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Like unashamedly, here they are. Well, Sam Elliott's pretty unashamed. in front of Doc too. Like, mm. like was Sam Elliott trying to like? Swoon in on her? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, like he, he would have taken it. He would have taken it if he could, and he probably could have. But you know, we all know what happens to Sam Elliott in this. Poor Sam. Yeah, that was a real bummer. He gets straight up knifed like a dog. It had to happen because the master, yeah. the master needs to uh, get out of the way for the young pupil to rise. The Jedi. The Jedi. Well, I'm just so confused. Like, well, I'm not confused, but who are you confused it's just, about? It's just funny that Sam Elliott is better than Swayze. Like, oh, what do you mean? like in this universe where it's like, like this is the guy, and clearly he is way smoother. Yeah, but like, I don't know. They both fight like shit. <laughs> like they both fight like absolute shit. It's an attitude thing. And Sam Elliott has the coolest. He attitude. is. I will say he is the fucking coolest. Yeah. Man. Did anybody question why at not one point the police were involved? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Like, like even when the fucking monster truck went through the fucking dealership, I was no like, cops. I was where, like, where are the police right it's now? It's a lawless town. I guess so, but like, <laughs> I feel like the next town over might have some law. Like, 
maybe the jurisdictions could breed or, or blend. Not yeah, breed, but breed. Yeah, I just thought that was a little interesting. I was like, so Patrick Swayze is, is the law. He is the law. Like, yeah. he's the only line of defense. AKA the law. What happens if something goes down at the bar next door? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Swayze's not there to right, be the law. And Swayze's not there. Like, who's, who's handling know. that? I, nobody. And that's why there's Swayze. Yeah, right wonder, the town. Like, I wonder how they eventually put out those fires when the explosions happen. Even the fire department. Like, like where's the, the fire department? That's not an important part of the story. Don't worry about it. The civil servants <laughs> is not the important part of the story here. Just get lost in the cooler aspect. Right. But, like, and like who, what's the guy's name who Dalton stays with? Emmett? Emmett. Emmett. Yeah. Emmett. He loses, his house burns down. Like, yeah. Thanks a lot, Dalton. That's what yeah, I mean. Right? He's like, <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, cool. everybody's like, yeah, Dalton. And Emmett's like, I, nobody burnt my house down before you moved here. <laughs> before you started doing Tai Chi on my lawn with your shirt off. Yeah, I don't know if that hundred bucks a month is going to cover. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And Dalton's like, yeah, I can cover that. Like, of course you can. You're making 500 a night. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and Good God, in, man. You couldn't have offered him maybe 150 <laughs> Two? <laughs> Anything. You could have even given him 500 and it wouldn't have broke the bank. No, not at all. No, no he is the most ballin' his fucking That's one bouncer. Night. That's a night of work. One night of work. Hey. Hey. Oh. Do you knows? know what his real name is? Oh, who? Dalton. Dalton's his last name. Fun fact. Andy? His name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> his name is James. James Dalton. James Dalton? Yeah. And you can only see it. The only way I know this is because there's only one shot. It's when he gives her the medical records oh, and she's looking through it. You see James eye. Dalton. Good eye. Yeah. Good it's eye. It's the only reference. Well, I like Dalton. Oh, yeah, Dalton's so much cooler than yeah. James Dalton. People right. would eventually start calling him Jim. <laughs> JD. Jim Dalton. Here. JD. Oh, Jesus. No, not JD. Yeah, right? Like, that's not cool. But um, <laughs> I want to go back to the uh, when the medical records come out. And yeah. he he just has to be ultimate badass, even in the the ER here. And it, when he's talking, he's like, "Oh, you got a you got a what's it called a degree from philosophy? Some, or, philosophy. It wasn't NYU or something? I don't know if it was like NYU that. or Iowa State or I don't know some shit. Um, but uh, he said I can't even remember what the actual quote was, and I was trying to remember it, and I completely failed. But he says uh. Like describing like the like philosophy and shit, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, he just and throws shit and shit in there. It's like, oh my god, ah, oh, it was it was great. Like I do, I laugh my ass off. Yeah. I was just like, that's you trying to play cool to a girl, yeah. And like you're so cool to all these other like fucking muscular tough guys, but for you to talk to a girl is like, Ugh. well, when you compare him to all the other muscular tough guys in the area, it's like you know, no comparison. Because they're all cartoons. They are. All, they are cartoons. They're all saying shit like, uh, you know, you can kiss them for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you saying being called a cocksucker is not personal? It's not. It's two <laughs> nouns put together to elicit a prescribed response. Is that yeah. what it was? Something like that. Yeah. Cool line too. It's funny that Patrick Swayze, like in cinematic history, isn't looked at though as like one of like the tough guys in Hollywood. Well, that's no. super uh, sensitive. This is something that uh, John Chalk actually said. We were talking about Roadhouse. He's like, you know, if he comes up here, he's probably going to get his fucking ass kicked. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, what, to New England? No, to Old England. To Old England. <laughs> to Old England. He goes up to any, uh, any Southie bar, they're going to tear him Kick apart. Kick his fucking ass. That's what I mean. Like, Patrick's, like, like, Jason Statham or like, 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 imagine him with The Rock. Like, well, I was just, yeah. I was just thinking, like, why Patrick Swayze for this? 
Like, I know. why? Is it the dancing? Where was, was the Sly? <laughs> Where was Sly or Bruce Willis? Like, yeah, he was just coming off Rambo. Or Arnold. Uh, yeah, Arnold in this role. Oh my god. Be, well, no, because I need... Be nice. Be <laughs> nice. <laughs> you escort them to the door. Get them nice. out. <laughs> I just don't think it's... Bo- I don't think it's believable. No, Honestly, it's Jason not. Statham, that would have been a good casting choice. Yeah, he could high kick in blue jeans. He could high kick in anything. Another thing about uh, Dalton's wardrobe that fucking sent me to the rug was the fact that he was wearing a tucked-in white gi <laughs> into blue jeans. Yeah, it happens. And a cowboy <laughs> in cowboy boots. It happens. You know, ironically, cowboy boots, it, it never would have worked. Cowboy boots are meant to slide off. Yeah. So, like, if he threw one roundhouse kick, that thing would have flown across the bar. Not one roundhouse kick was thrown. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying. These are all sidekicks and shit punches. Whatever kicks he's throwing, uh, they would that those boots would fly right off. I just think that the the choreography and the the kung fu of this in the fights are bad. This movie Fun, was made like They're enjoyable. three years too soon because Brad Pitt could have done this. Like young Brad Pitt, like oh, right off that of Thelma and Louise, like he could have really done Brad this. Brad Pitt would have been an awesome. Dolphin. It was. It was just a couple years too soon. Damn. Yeah. All right. So if they made it today, do you think he would be Wade Garrett? Brad? Yeah. Today? Maybe. Yeah. Today. Today. Yes. Yeah. Brad Pitt would totally be in Wade his Garrett. Tyler Durden like post Fight Club era. Like yeah. Brad Pitt is like the no, no, over- no, no. We're talking like Cliff Not Booth. The- Cliff, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff Booth is fair. That's a better right. comparison. Yeah, right? Cliff, like, yeah. Cliff Booth. But like give him Brad the long, Pitt. give him the long hair, slick back, make it gray. And yeah. Ansel Eggert plays the Patrick Swayze role. Ansel Eggert? Yeah. Who's that? From Baby Driver. Oh, maybe. Really? Maybe. Yeah, he's he probably does. Yeah, whatever. John Bernthal is the uh, adversary kung fu guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Bernthal might be too big. He is too big. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. I think he's too big. Too big. It, it would is. probably be like um, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no, it would totally be um, yeah. motherfucking Oscar Isaac. If you set this in like... <laughs> and just like, mm, that's a good one. I could yeah. be down for Oscar. I like him. If you, yeah, if you made this more gritty, like a, like a fight club, and set it in like a meth-induced like Missouri, the, I could see Shia playing Patrick Swayze Dalton. Oh, God. He might be too rugged. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you would have to completely change, like, the style of the movie. Like, so it would just need for to sure. be... So just make a new movie. <laughs> just make yeah, a new yeah. movie. So we're not making Roadhouse. <laughs> well, what, would, what I think that is cool, and I think that would make a great movie, is bouncer culture. And, like, going back into, you know, um, just the aspect of violence and making sure that people have a good time and those who are disrupting everybody else's good time needs to go. Yeah. And how you do that harmoniously and how you do that without eliciting a riot in your club. Hmm. And like the philosophies behind that, not forcing Eastern philosophies into, you know, Western bar culture. No, you got to force the Eastern philosophies <laughs> into Western bar. <laughs> you can't do it. You well, gotta... and I think that's one of the great things about Dalton is that that at his core, like his his rules are super important to him, and that if possible, he would love. He'd rather avoid confrontation. That's the big right, difference between him it. and like tough guys. Like and you know, the bouncers like the, at the double. That's what I mean. Yeah, like he's very much about like if we can avoid the fight. He even says it. He's like nobody wins a fight. Yeah, which is true. And and then that goes across the board with <clears throat> violence of any kind. Nobody ever really wins a fight. Nobody unless wins. it's the UFC. But yeah, Brad Pitt in the Sam Elliott role, I'm like stuck on that. I'd see his pubes <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be fine with it. You know he doesn't have pubes. He's fully shaven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you're right. He probably is. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate. With Tom Hardy as the counter. Tom Hardy's the counter? 
the counter, like, like the, the other, the other, the, guy? Uh, the other no, kung fu. Tom, Tom Hardy would be. Um, he slimmed down a little bit. Uh, he can't be Wade. like Bane. Can't be. No, Bane he hasn't Bane. been like that since Bane, though. No, yeah. he would. He would be the. Um, oh fuck! Who's the ultimate bad guy? Wade. Uh, Wade. Uh, no, uh, Brad Wesley. Wesley, yeah, that Brad guy Wesley. Sucks. I know that would be Tom Hardy, though. No, I feel like you'd got to get the. Uh, the it guy, needs to be somebody old. Like, yeah, like the guy who played uh, Meyer uh, in Mank. Uh, oh, oh, good one. That guy could play that role convincingly. I feel like Gary Oldman could play that role convincingly. Yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman could Oldman play could that role. Yeah. Gary Oldman would be great. Gary, but then, what can't Gary Oldman do? I don't know. Mime. Mime? I bet he could mime. He could mime. He yeah. could mime. Yeah, I I'd mean, watch Gary Oldman. Who mime. would play the Kelly Lynch role? Who would play the... You know who would do it. Margot, Margot Robbie? <laughs> you know. Dude, literally cast uh, Margot yeah. in everything. <laughs> she would. She'd do it. She yeah, could do I it. I just said that because I know you wanted it. She could do it, though. <laughs> but, but, like, seriously. It's Emma Stone. Everybody grow up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not Emma Stone. I like Emma Stone, but I don't think she... Not for this. No. She'd play the uh, the other bar wench. You know who could do it? Who? Who? Mini Driver. Mini, mini driver. driver then. No, she couldn't. Like Good Will Hunting <laughs> Mini Driver. No, she could not. Yes, she could. Doc is a model. Like, mini Driver is beautiful. I agree it should have been Sharon that. Stone. Yeah. No, because every time I think of Sharon Stone, I think of her from Casino, and I just see her. She's like great. She's all coked out. She's such a good actress. She's great. Mm, she's remember, when, remember when she wore the fat suit for Alpha Dog? Wait, what? You guys see Alpha Dog? Aren't you thinking yeah. of Bruce Willis? <laughs> <laughs> no, you look pretty good in that movie. Um, yeah, Sharon Stone. They put like a double chin on her for like the interviews, like ten years in the future. Oh Jesus! Why yeah. do I not remember that? Yeah, she looks pretty. She looks pretty, uh, pretty beat, haggard. Beat up. All <laughs> beat, up. beat up. All beat up. This guy Tillman was kind of a pushover. I didn't really like him either. Tillman was well. He the bar owner. Yeah, he he had he was able to buy the muscle to not be so much of a pushover. But it was like, okay, I'm going to buy Dalton and then Dalton, just whatever he says. Yeah. I he knows like, more than me. I, I feel just like have he's money. been in something. Like, I recognize him from something else. So do I. He's in The Graduate. Nope. Not, I mean, yeah, sure he is. But that's not what, <laughs> that's not what I'm remembering him from. Like, he has nope, such no, a distinct... No, he wasn't in that. <laughs> <laughs> no. He has such a distinct look. Like, I remember him making that face in he something He kind of looks else. like a Skarsgård. Kind of. I can like, see that. He looks like a relative Skarsgård. Well, he's not. I know he's not. <laughs> I know he's not. He looks like a relative Skarsgård. He's in Jade with David Crusoe. Nope. What's eating Gil- oh, he's in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He's the um, husband of Mary Steenburgen. Yes, he is. Steinbergen. Yeah. Oh, she wow. could have done What's this. his real name? Kevin Teague. Kevin Teague. Teague. I love that name, Teague. Okay. Well, it's T-I-G-H-E. I don't know if I'm fucking up the pronoun- pronunciation. Uh, Maybe he's a Nazi. Tay. No. No, he's he's not a Nazi. An Irish Nazi? (laughs) Nah, they happen. (laughs) Crazy shit's happened, man. I've seen it. It's crazy. (laughs) Ed Norton. (laughs) Ed Norton as what? What what do you mean? He was a Nazi, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in Motherless Brooklyn. In American American History X. X. Oh. His most famous role. (laughs) Seriously. Would you say it's more famous than Fight Club? Yeah. I think so. Really? Yeah. For him, uh, Brad Pitt takes Fight Club. Yeah, I mean, valid. Ed Norton doesn't even have a name in Fight Club. It's Jack. Jack. Is it? Yes. That was just the narrator. Jack. It's his name. Hmm. In the movie. I don't know about that. that is Fight Club. I am Jack's medulla oblongata. <laughs> I'm I don't Jane's think... nipple. <laughs> I'm Jane's nipple. <laughs> 
Anyway. Back to Roadhouse. Back to Roadhouse. Um, what else do you guys, what else do you got on Roadhouse? I'm trying to think of anything else that really stuck out to me as absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, let's circle it back to the end. Uh, what, they all just fucking killed the guy? They just showed Everybody up in his house one and shotgun shot. him? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and <laughs> I mean, that's the way that Brad needed to go. We all know that that is the way he deserved to go. Yeah, but all the people that he burned... Yeah, by one old, good shot. And one, I think that's it's bullshit justice. though that that fucking pipsqueak it took four shotgun ba- shell, bleh, shotgun shells to take him down. I was like, mm. one blast, that guy would have been done. But it was that's a satisfaction. True. It was a cartoonish satisfaction of like it was Wiley e. Coyote like getting hit over the head by an anvil well, a hundred like, times. It's like all the people that you fucked over are coming back to to put one in you. Yeah, which was cool. I I did really like that. And what also made oh, it even, that. I did like that. <laughs> but what I thought was funny was the fact that um, who's the big sloppy fat fucking uh, henchman? I don't know his name. I think he was big fat sloppy fat henchman. You, no, he did have a name. Yeah, he did. And he caused like you didn't have to take him. He wasn't the best looking, but you didn't have to take him. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. killed all my boys, Dalton. Yeah. But I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, a bear fell on me. <laughs> and then everybody does the real like. Smokey and the Bandit look at each other like Tinker. Tinker was his name. Tinker. Tinker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. And you then he get when they fucking pushes the polar bear and he and he's watching it for like oh. fifteen seconds. <laughs> it's, like, it's like just get out of the way, fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> well, that's you know you you can say that to anybody who gets hit with anything yeah. in any movie. That happens all the time. Away. It's like an <laughs> Austin. It's like an Austin yeah, Powers. Yeah. <laughs> they cut to the wide shot. He's like literally a hundred yards away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were. They really had their hands on the pulse with that joke. <laughs> yeah, they did. I think the. I think the scene with him and the other kung fu guy, like where he knocks him off the bike. I think that's a dope scene. But like, I, I almost feel like it would have been more thrilling if like the movie ended there <laughs> like <laughs> like the last kill no, scene because was, he does the he does the throw he has, grab. To, do the throw he has to come to a reckoning after that well and right. then he, he loses doc he's like you're an animal it's like i saved your life me you talking yeah, about? i took a man's throat out for you yeah like not only that but i'm i'm stopping the people that are torturing you guys that scene was cooler is all i'm saying like that's a cooler like the, i wish they saved that guy for the end like See, that was the one that goes last yeah because yeah. that fight was cooler than fucking the way that was a bad fight. The way Wesley dies. Uh, a few fun facts about that. That took them five days to film. That scene. That, that scene fight? took them five days to film. And apparently, uh, Patrick Swayze and that actor, up until that point in the movie, they actually hadn't been getting on. And it turned out, like as they were going through the choreography and like you know going for it, they realized that they were both really well trained. So like they started to get a comfortability that they got to eventually improv the fight. So, like, when the guy picked up the branch and hits Dalton with it, they they didn't script that. And he actually picked up a branch, and, like, Patrick Swayze thought it would be, like, a breakaway branch, that, like, when but it, it hits was an him, actual it was an actual stick. branch. Yikes. And then, uh, apparently, like, a, a oh, lot... fuck him up, or...? Yeah, he, dude, apparently he walked away with a bunch of bruises and a couple broken ribs from that fight scene. Wow. And, and they were kicking each other so hard that he had to get like uh, five fluid ounces worth of uh, stuff. Dra- he got oh. it drained out of his oh, knee. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. And another fun fact, this one I loved. Uh, Patrick Swayze had so many security guards because apparently he had a bunch of fangirls that were like tracking him down. The night that they, one of the nights they were filming this scene, the fight scene at night, apparently a riverboat 
came up while they were filming and it was filled with a bunch of like girls who were fans drinking and you know shouting out to Patrick Swayze so like that postponed filming and wow what an annoying thing to see seriously that's so fucking annoying yeah man I would literally sink that fucking boat (laughs) special effects team can we bring in some pyro gags let's sink that Well, first of all, who you said that to any special effects guy, they'd be like, on it. Yeah, they 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 <laughs> they do it for fucking free. This will be fun. Yeah, they would do that for free. Uh, what, what? So I think that the uh, the star behind the scenes person for this movie goes to whoever was on Swayze's hair and makeup. Yeah, it doesn't move. Holy shit! <laughs> Not and once. when it when it does, all it goes from perfectly like. Um, treated to completely soaked. Yeah. Completely fucking soaked. In one cut. One cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, boys. What like, are we doing here? It's like, alright, dump a bucket on Swayze. Here we go. He's this, covered in sweat now. This is the close-up where he finally, we see he's sweating. Get him. <laughs> the thing that kills me, like, alright, so here's what I think. This movie really is the professional wrestling of, like, that's a action really good movies. way to put this. This is the professional wrestling of action movies. Like where, WWE. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I and like that. Because like when you're watching these these fight scenes, it literally is just punch for punch. Like everyone's waiting to get hit. Everyone's taking it so hamishly. And it's like it's like the fake slap. Like you know they're not actually slapping, but it's like it's choreographed. Very well choreographed. Like the choreographed no, it's terribly slap. choreographed. Where it's like you no, know I it's think choreographed. It sells it. Nah. I agree with Andrew. I think it's For a self. fucking 80s movie? I think it's... For I mean, an 80s movie that uh, maybe they weren't going for camp at the time, but it's campy now, and it's enjoyable. Like, I enjoy, I enjoy the, shit the out of fakeness it. of it. I really do, too. I like every fucking bit of it. Again, for the second time, I am not going to let it walk out of here without me <laughs> ripping it apart. Fair. No, I agree with that. <laughs> Fair. Because, um, like... The material doesn't hold up, but the movie itself holds up. Like, like you can watch it now and be like, "Oh yeah, like I like this movie. It's a good movie." But you're like, "Oh, it's it's like awful." Though. Well, even yeah. the, even the premise, it's like the premise is classic. It's a class. It's like it's almost like a classic western, where it's like a western kung fu, like western kung fu. It's very in, in much that, a movie that, that didn't element. need to be made. Um, <laughs> no, I need? feel like it did need to be made because. Culture, man. I mean, I need I need something fun like this in my life. Yeah, amen to that. I mean, not every movie can be like you know the I'll artist, film. you yeah. know, and you know make. The, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that every movie has to be either. They shouldn't be. No, they really shouldn't be. I I feel like some movies are because I mean, if you really break it down, film is entertainment, mm-hmm. and sometimes you need something mindless. You just need to escape in the world of action and absurdity. Because, like, who wants to relive the emotions of their actual life every time they sit down and watch a fucking movie? Who wants to watch The Pianist a hundred times? <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I really did want to... I've, I, that keeps coming up in my brain. It's like, I really should watch that movie. It's heavy. Yeah. It's I, really I, heavy. Yeah, I, I feel like it is. Yeah. Oh, but, like, that's like, the I point. Know it's it like, you know, you don't need... Like, not every movie has to pull... What are you laughing at? Continue, continue. Not, not every movie. Yeah, like, what sweeping declaration yeah, did we go, make months ago yeah. that you're going to pull out of your ass right now? No, I saw it when I was going, when I was looking at reviews of this movie, I was reading a tweet from a guy that said, Roadhouse um, 
and so like Wesley and his crew, like yeah. Wesley's the other kung fu guy, it said like Wesley and his crew and his crew graduated from the Shooter McGavin school of dishing out <laughs> insults that sounded much cooler in your head than they do on film. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Oh man. That is really good. Um Shooter. Shooter. Um in Virginia, my left arm's a little bit longer than my right. Oh god. We even mm-hmm. done a Sandler movie. Oh, it's about time. I know. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah. We should right. do a Sandler double feature. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. I mean, I could do that for fun. But... Punch Drunk Love and Anger Management. That'd be fun. That's a really good one, actually. There are themes in there. Punch Drunk Love's a great movie. I love Punch Drunk Love. You kidding me? But uh, what do you guys think? We got anything more on Roadhouse right now? No, let's go to the categories. Yeah. 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 Say categories. Did it work, Andrew? Yeah. It did. Yeah. I think it did. It definitely worked. Yeah, I think it works. I worked really do. Ed worked. Yeah, and I think I like, would say works s. Yeah, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna disagree with that, but at the same time, like, it doesn't hold up. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't have the same effect. I'm sure it had then. I think it has. Why a you different think back effect. then everyone was fucking wearing blue jeans and getting mullets after Swayze? He, Eddie Murphy describes this best when he talks when, in Raw when he's talking about Italians that go to see Rocky. <laughs> okay. They leave there thinking their cocks are huge. They're like, yeah, Rocco, what's up, Sly? <laughs> he's talking about that, and I think that's perfect an uh, analogy for this movie too. I bet fucking guys in their twenties when they saw this movie, they were like, "Yeah, I'll fuck that guy up right over there." You know, I'm gonna be be everybody Swayze. wanted to, everybody wanted to be Swayze. I bet everybody's mm-hmm. hair was perfectly quaffed when they showed up at the a, movie theater to see this. I'm gonna go live in a barn. But yeah, right yeah, now, I'm gonna go do tai chi on the beach. Right now, nobody nobody sees this movie the same way people saw it then. That's my only say reason why I said worked. But I do think it, it it's still worth watching now. Mm-hmm. That's what, do you, what do you think, Matthew? I I think. I, I don't know how it was received when it originally came out. I really don't know the original intent. If it was meant to take itself as like a serious action film, then I think it would have failed back then. But without context, just watching it now, I think it works because like I see it as a cartoon romp. Like this is just fun. So if if that's that's my parameter, and I think it works. I think it works for those exact same reasons. I think back then it worked for the reasons it was going for. And I think now it works for the reasons that it just kind of fell into. No intention. Yeah. Like. No, but it, but it works. It, again, it's just a movie. You can sit down, have a couple of drinks with your buddies, laugh at the absurdity of it, enjoy the movie for what it is. Quote. It's just entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I'll say this. If I see it on TV, if I'm flipping through, I'll put it on. Fucking why not? Oh, if I'm halfway, yeah, TNT or whatever, like, <clears throat> oh, Roadhouse. Yeah, staying on. Yeah. Always got time for Roadhouse. Always. Always. Okay. Pretty self-explanatory, but movie or film? Movie. Movie. Agreed. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the first time ever. <laughs> um, what would you guys do differently? Mm. You can go first. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd do much differently. I, it... <laughs> no? I think I would tone back the Michael Bay explosions. Like, I don't think the, all the explosions from a burning candle were necessary, but like... They were pretty heavy. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, the, I would get rid of the fucking car dealership scene. <laughs> no. No. Do you know... No? Dude, all right. So this is estimated to have been a 15 to $17 million budget. They spent $500,000 <laughs> on that car scene. And do you know how many... 500000 500000 And do you know how many takes they got of it? 
One? One. Wow. They did it in one take for 500 grand. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, for 500 grand, holy shit. They must have had so many cameras on it. I want to go back and rewatch it and see how many angles they were able to capture it on. Yeah, huh? I mean, they had to at least have three, right? At least three. At least, right. I Off the top of my head, though, I think there were at least five different angles in that. No kidding. Yeah, dude. Jesus and Christ. they would have been shooting it on film. No wonder it costs yeah. so much. Yeah, no shit. No shit. No that, but just like the um, absolute over the topness of that explosion. Could like, you imagine how the- much gasoline or or <laughs> like gunpowder did you pump into that fucking thing? Could you imagine that? No, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the uh, the Ford dealership. The oh oh that oh, was oh, five hundred oh, oh. grand. Could you imagine like if one of those cameras like the gate jammed or if like you overexposed it? Like, oh shit. Fuck that. Well, think they must have spent like half a day testing <clears throat> with something. Easily. Half a day must have been testing so that it was just perfect. Like, okay, we're, we're ruining it now. Guys, this is it. Don't mess up. All right. Theater or on demand? Hmm. Hmm. On demand. On demand? With, with, the, with the cast, with how it, how it is in its entirety now? Yeah. Probably on demand. On demand. I just I don't mean, think it would, Swayze it would, has that star power in 2021. I mean, if you gave it, like, I don't even know if you could make this movie now as it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if you could make Roadhouse as it is now. Like, with the technology we have now. I don't even know if you can make that movie. I think, like, automatically with what we have, it would just be a little bit better. And I still think it would be on demand. Yeah, I think it would be on demand. I think, yeah, because we're not, the category, the question isn't like changing the cast or anything like that. Right, so right, right, like right. If, right. This, if, if it was made movie, today with today's technology, I still right. think and, it would be and, on demand. Yeah, I think so. Now, here's a, here's a new question I'd like to propose Ooh, for these categories. I love new questions. Ooh. Yeah. Could this be made into a series? I think it could, but my only question is... A limited series. <laughs> yeah, like, where, where do you find the ending? A great question. You know? Great like, question. Probably... But could this be a series? Like, I have an answer to this. I think, I, I, I do think that it could be a series, and I think it would be one of those series where it would be like Sons of Anarchy, where it would get stretched so fucking wide and, and long that it's, it's just, you gotta botch an ending, or you have to force an ending into it. See, I disagree. I think All it right. could I think it could be a solid eight episode miniseries. And here's why. Okay. Because I one of the things that we've complained about, or at least joked about in this session, is where was the law enforcement? Yeah. So so what I'm getting that at That could be a whole element to the whole series. If you actually grounded this world of being a cooler in reality and actually like mapped out how like some of these things, how the corruption and how the police department and like actually flesh out the world. So it's not just, you know, Patrick Swayze coming to a bar and then like, you know, it's all cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, so that would be one element that I think you could actually, you know, kind of massage iron out into like an eight episode miniseries. The other thing that I think would be cool is to actually like maybe explore like uh, almost in like a pie may with uh, the bride. Like you go back and you figure out like how uh, Dalton, Dalton and, Wade Garrett. and Wade met and like what their background is. I think it could be cool. I imagine that like being like cocktail, except instead of in the bar, they're bouncers. Sure. You know what I mean? Maybe. That's how I imagine it going. 
I really like, I like Cocktail. Yeah, me too. It's a good movie. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to make a confession. Kelly Lynch is in that, too. Oh, really? Yeah, she's in that. Oh, shit. Is she Doc? She's yeah. Doc, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in Cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So doc. she kind of had a career. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was with Swayze and Cruz. Yeah. Big names in big the names. 80s. Well, Cruz is still a big name, but... She just, like, didn't have her moment. Like, I feel like she kind of could have. But... Had nothing to lead with. Yeah, maybe she was difficult on set or something. Nah, maybe she just didn't care for it. She had other... She's avenues. really good friends with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. I Another piece of trivia I found out. Apparently, Bill Murray's, like, best friends with her husband. Yeah. And every time he watches <laughs> really? Roadhouse and sees the sex scene, he calls up the husband to tease him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. Let's go back to that because I'd like to. I did want to talk about this sex scene and how absolutely unfucking necessarily long it was. Yeah, we had this conversation before, and I, I disagree. Oh my god, how could you? How I, could you? I, I think that was, this is. It was the most awkward fucking sex scene, not only just filmed but acted. It was just weird, especially since they really didn't show anything. I know, and it was still weird. Yeah. Like, you, usually in sex scenes like that on film, they'll go one of two directions. They'll either just show a brief glimpse of foreplay, and then it's left for the imagination, or they'll Michael Douglas it, and you see, like, <laughs> the whole fucking thing. Like, yeah. Uh, and they kind of were stuck in the middle there. It was, like, a long make-out session that led to what was bit. implied, and then she gets up naked, which, like... We all know what happens. That's what I mean, but, he like... busted in 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, was he outside smoking? He was. Was he smoking? He was, but I, I noticed it today when I was rewatching it. Uh, they had some continuity issues with the cigarette, whatever. Was it just post-coital bliss? Because I didn't notice him smoking one time during the movie. You, you, Other than that. He smokes he, a lot. Yeah, Did he? he? I, I just didn't pick up on that. smoking the whole then. movie. Pretty Is he? Much, yeah. yeah. He lights I a cigarette God, everywhere did, he goes. I honestly God did not pick up on that. Yeah. All right. He so walks into yeah. a bar, lights a cigarette. He posts up at the bar, lights a cigarette. Yeah. He right. gets I, yeah, breakfast from the, the bartender, lights, lights a, a cigarette. cigarette. Right. right. Yeah. Hey, he stays up with end. Wade Garrett and Doc all night. He's smoking all in right. the fucking diner. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <There's> Oversight. <laughs> Erroneous. Uh, before we get back to the categories, what did you guys think of the runtime? Is this movie too fucking long or what? It didn't need to be two hours. It did not need to be two fucking hours. Didn't bother me. No. No. And again, I think it was just like the cartoonish aspect. I'm like, oh, I'm along for the ride. Let's do this. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I think that things could have been tightened. Like you could have gotten this in an hour and 40. Probably. You could have cut 20 minutes out of this movie. Probably. But that's just me. Okay. Back to the categories. Oh, who stole this movie? Sam Elliott. Andrew. Go ahead. I, I want to say Sam Elliott, and that totally fits in the parameters too. Yeah, like it really are does. We even, are we even debating this? It really does fit in the parameters, but I don't want to just give it to Sam Elliott. I kind of want to like. I think it was the guitarist. I was oh, just gonna okay. say, yeah, I I would actually give you that. That's a good. One. That's who I was gonna say. Like the guitarist was pretty fucking badass, and I guess he was a legitimate blind guitarist. And yeah. when I first saw this, I was like, I'm not buying that this guy's blind. This is fucking bullshit. Like he's not playing this anywhere near where it would be like what I'm hearing. But apparently, he was a famous blind blues guitarist. Yes, yeah. and this was his first movie. Yeah. His name's Cody something. Uh, Jeff. Cody Jeff? No, his name is Jeff, not uh, Cody. Was his name Cody in the movie? Is his name Jeff Cody? No, it's not Jeff Cody. Like I, I'm talking about his real name. I think his real name is Cody. Uh, no, his real name is Jeff. Okay. The reason why I lean towards the guitarist and not Sam Elliott is because one thing that I look for in who steals the movie is like something I wasn't necessarily expecting. Jeff Healy. 
what's the, the Jeff the Healy movie? band? Jeff Healy is his name. Yeah, yeah. What's his name in the movie? Oh, the movie. Right. Cody. Okay, I'm. Well, I needed. Well, and I you needed. got it. I got it. What um, you were saying? Yeah, but I see what you're saying though. You're looking for something that's. I'm you looking know, for something that's like a pleasant surprise. I, everybody knows what you're getting out of Sam Elliott. Yeah, I did for sure. I didn't. Honestly, I think this is the first movie I've seen with him. You saw Star is Born. I haven't. Oh. You've never seen Tombstone? No. What the fuck? He's in the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. And you've never well, seen that, um, Parks and Rec? I said movie. Yeah, fair I enough. have seen Parks and Rec. And like, I, I, I don't know if I was telling, we talked about this last time, but uh, essentially, like, Sam, like, specifically Big Lebowski. Like, that's yeah. an important cameo. And when I watched it for the first time, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, th- there's like a cultural significance that I'm not understanding with why he's here. And then I saw Roadhouse, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, Sam Elliott's the shit. And that's why in Parks and Rec, he's got that, you know, zen, like every time he comes to Ron Bergen, uh, Ron uh, Swanson. Ron Bergen Swan. Ron Bergen Swan. Uh, yeah, he's got that powerful aura. And yeah. I agree. Uh, but I like the the guitar player. I really, I really do. I also like uh, his his lines in the movie are pretty fucking funny. Like, uh, the guitarist, Cody? yeah, yeah. I, I think it's great. It's like so the Dolan guy. What's his story? Like, yeah, well, you fuck with him and he'll seal your fate. Mm-hmm. Like, man, he's fucking badass. Yeah. So, and and I think that it's really funny that he, Dalton shows up to a random bar and it happens to be a band that he also knows because they bounced and played at the same bar yeah which also was a bloodbath of a place well it kind of uh you know in in a weird way it kind of talks to like the superhero you know connections like these people all come from the same world yeah that's really cool i like that i like that the the bar culture bar culture you know they they run in the same circles you know they all go to the same dives dalton cleans it up wade cleans it up and you know cody's just there he's entertains it he entertains it yeah but yeah, apparently that's a he's a famous Canadian guitar player. Cool. Mm. Yeah, good for him. Uh, so favorite line in the movie? I really. What what is the uh, when when we first see Sam Elliott uh, come to the double double deuce? He goes around back and he goes. What is what does the big guy say to him? And then he's like, uh, you know, I'm not here to show you my dick. Oh, I calls him a, a dickless faggot or something. Something like that. And he's like, Well, I'm not here, here to, to show fight. You. Yeah, you dickless here. faggot. Yeah, and he's like, Well, I'm not here to show you my dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then he punches him in the dick. Right, right. I I like that line. That was a good line. That yeah. was a good one. You got any, Andrew? Yeah, I like, hey, Vodka Rocks, what do you say, you and me get nipple to nipple? (laughs) (laughs) Somehow I thought you were going to say that. That's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. Mine is the, uh, uh, it's just two nouns put together to elicit a prescribed response. Mm, I like that line. That's a pretty good one. That and uh, a bear fell on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like a bear fell on me. That's pretty good. Yeah, there's some good ones in here. Uh, And I think that. In fact, wraps up the categories. That's Los, Roadhouse. Los Rudy's. categories. Los, Los categories is wrapped, my friends. Solid flick. Hell yeah! Roadhouse is a lot of fun. But what else you guys been watching? You been watching anything else in this uh, month and a half that we haven't seen each other? Andrew, what have you been watching? So I've been on the shelf uh, for about a month. Um, yeah, why don't you, actually? Why don't you tell everybody what's been going on with you? Been you drinking, been watching patrons. Uh, uh-huh. I had a tonsillectomy about a month ago. Um, 
so I was a little bit out of commission for about 10 days. <clears throat> then I went back to work, um, got back into my routine. And then I literally, the night I went back, I had a brief setback, um, not to get you know graphic or anything, but where, you know, the wound was, um, it essentially opened up and, uh, had a pretty excessive bleeding. Ugh. So I had to go back to the hospital and they had to cauterize it. And then I was essentially back on the shelf for another eight days or so. So now I'm kind of getting back in the swing of things. Um, all this to say you've had plenty of time to all watch. this to say I've had plenty of time to watch things. So, um, for starters, I rewatched Entourage, Entourage. Oh, which to me is just, it doesn't hold up nowadays. And I get why people say that, but I think Entourage is fucking genius. I think that show is incredible. And for a show that's, you know, 26 minute episodes, like I think they, they capture it every time they really do know what they're going for. And I never watched it. I think Entourage is fucking genius. Well, I haven't watched it full. I've watched like seen pieces to like gather the idea of the mm-hmm. whole story, but never all the way through. So it's it's mainly backed and kind of loosely based off of Mark Wahlberg and his crew. That's what I heard back in the day, and how he's like in the EP on it and stuff like that. He even has cameos in it, um, and I love Mark Wahlberg. Speaking of, he has a docu- uh, short series on HBO Max now called Wall Street about huh. all of his business ventures. No hmm. kidding. It's f- it's awesome. Does it go like, into he how he gets it. up at like four twenty every morning. And Literally, like his routine two, is is two hours, and you know, like how he still makes time for like his family, and how you know, like he's how, how he's actually like kind of a hard ass when it comes to his business ventures. Um, you know, he's not just the name on it; he's sure. very he's much very involved. involved. Wow. Um, and a lot of them I didn't even realize he had anything to do with, which is pretty cool. What's the documentary called? Wall Street. It should be called Mark Wahlberg's Life and How to Make Yours Feel Like Shit. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I watched, um, I rewatched Get Hard with Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. I actually forgot how fucking funny that movie is. Nice. Um, I rewatched Big Daddy and Anger Management. Nice. Yeah. I was in a little bit of an Adam Sandler kick and I was like, man, dude. Anger Management is just so good. It's, it's so, so fucking good. funny, dude. It's, it's just so, so funny. I rewatched Caddyshack. Um, nice. Classic. You, you know, can Katie. go to the classics. Caddyshack eh? is an absolute classic. Obviously, I tuned in and I watched Roadhouse twice um, in the last couple of weeks. Just nothing now. new that you haven't seen? No. Nothing new that I haven't seen. My mother and I watched The Godfather. I was thinking about watching The Godfather, too. Shit. Yeah, we watched The Godfather. That was solid. Um, oh, I had never seen Taxi Driver. Oh, wow. I had never seen Taxi Driver and I was, re- and I was listening to old rewatchable episodes. And they cover Taxi Driver like two months ago. Yeah. Very interested to hear your impression. It was awesome. It it was awesome. I hated Harvey Keitel in it. I thought that like even acting wise, I was like, oh God, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it with him. Um, um, I get uh, it with him. But De Niro, man. Tell me, I want to know what I want to know your impression. Like, so at the end of that movie, what did you walk away with? Like, what did you think of the character Travis Bickle? Um, definitely like PTSD, you know, like I think like, did he, you, did you relate to him? Did you think that, I know I wouldn't say relate to him, but I empathize with him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely think that at the, at his core, what he was going for was great, you know, but then he, I mean, his methods were questionable. He went about it so wrong. Yeah. yeah and I thought, he definitely was a little too hard with the hammer. Right. And I mean, he's kind of cr- almost creepy, you know, like I, I get that what his goal was for Jodie Foster's character, but at the same time, I'm like, 
Tony well, back. he's insane. Right. It's like, like Tony he back, is an dude. insane dude. When he takes her to like, the porn. Like Joker-esque. Yeah. Know? And even when he takes um, Sybil Shepard's character to the porn theater and it's just like, this guy is so disconnected from reality. Right. Well, I thought I thought I thought you would like it. I see a bunch of couples here all the time. Yeah, and I mean Albert Brooks, Albert Brooks's character so in that so good. Um, but yeah, I, I was blown away. Yeah, I can't believe they made that movie when they did. Like, if you just even look at the coverage and the way that they filmed it, it's like, how did you do this in the seventies? Scorsese. It's, well, it's, and Scorsese was in it too, and I, I, I loved that scene that awesome? where he's talking to like my wife. Fucks a guy up there, like, yeah. He wasn't actually supposed to be in that. Uh, the actor on the day dropped out, and Scorsese was, Scorsese was like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm the, only, I'm the only one it. who could do this." Nice, yeah. that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie, though. I loved every loved everything about it. Yeah. It's so dark. It, um, Taxi Driver is probably one of the darkest Scorsese films, easily, like ever made. Yeah, I don't think there was anything else. Um, not we, not off the top of my head, anything else. But yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a good amount of things watched. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I literally rewatched the whole series of Entourage. Uh, nice. That's nine seasons. Nice. Um, they're, granted, they're all half-hour episodes, but still. It mm-hmm. was, um, that was, and, I, and it felt so good to watch it, too. I was like, wow, I completely forgot how much Well, you I know what you got to do? You got to break up with her before her birthday so you can save yourself some coins. Yeah, like I used to quote Entourage all the time, like even when I was younger. So like Johnny Drama, he was one of my favorite characters. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. How about you, Matthew? You tell us... Uh, your side of the story as to why we've been held up. Oh, my side of the story? Uh, yeah, so obviously Andrew's been going through his own things. Uh, my side of the story is that I've been up in a uh, little village in northwestern Massachusetts. Uh, we, we've been filming a new TV series, um, and I, I was kind of running the prep work up there. We took over a small village for two weeks. I'm not going to give too much away other than that. Right on. Signed a non-disclosure agreement about the size of a Bible. I bet. Um, But yeah, man, I've just kind of come off of that maybe like two weeks ago, and I'm, you know, more or less back in Rhode Island. Because of that job, I haven't been watching like anything wild or new, but I am happy to just kind of ramble off a few movies. Like I was really into like feel-good movies. I was so need something to kind of get you through the day. I was so stressed out on this job uh, for the past like three months that I was just like, okay, if I'm putting something on, like it needs to make me laugh and Light. feel good. So I, I want to give you some of the some of the titles I've been watching, but I, I've watched uh, Just Married, The Heartbreak Kid, uh, My Cousin Vinny. Big Fat Greek Wedding, The Mummy, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Nice. Yeah, dude. Just like really feel-good movies. But this is one that I'm super excited about. I watched this recently, kind of after the job, you know, more or less wrapped up. Yeah. I think you would love this movie if you haven't already seen it. What Um, is it? The History of the Kelly Gang. Oh, okay. Dude, that was an awesome movie okay it was it took extreme liberties i mean so it's essentially it's a it's a it's a western quote unquote i'm doing air quotes it's a western about ned kelly and the kelly gang yeah uh, down in australia yeah um and essentially you know he he's poor uh he's he's taken in by a bounty hunter the bounty hunter teaches him like to be you know a thief and a thug but he rejects that way of life and then late years later he comes back to his home and like he's just sees all this corruption around him so he takes he takes the law into his own hand but what really fascinated what really fascinated me about this movie is that the director takes very big creative liberties. It's not like a straightforward drama. It's like the best way I can describe it, it's like a punk movie. 
like huh. some of the angles and like the way that they kind of like utilize the lighting uh, and like the editing and the score. It just it's it's got energy. History you, of the Kelly Gang, huh? History of the Kelly Gang, and it's uh, it stars not Tommen but the other guy who was in 1917. Oh, nice! And uh, Ru- cool. uh, Russell Russell Crowe making movies, making songs, fighting around the world. What? <laughs> Did you get that? Am I the only one? No. What are you talking about? I, it's a South Park joke. Fuck oh you guys. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was that was the big like new watch that I've got. Nice. How, how about you, Ace? What what have you been doing in our in the absence? Hiatus? In the absence, I've been curled up in the corner saying, "Where are my boys? Where are my <laughs> bros?" Um, uh, no, I've been you know keeping busy with other projects, uh, a lot of musical projects, a lot of musical engineering, and I have been watching. Uh, what I did watch was The Father. I did mm. watch um, the Academy Award winner, yep, Anthony Hopkins. What'd and you think? I mean, did they deserve it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really <laughs> did. Not just because it's Anthony Hopkins, but just the way that he portrayed uh, somebody with dementia In or that. Alzheimer's or whatever the undisclosed memory um, uh, ailment, mm. you know, and whatever he had. Uh, yeah, it was very good, and the way that they filmed it was incredible, because you as an audience member are shown something, and then shown something else, and you're, like, trying to pull back what you've just seen to, like, right, where where actually am I? And I really think that they did an amazing job making the audience do that, the same way that somebody with dementia or Alzheimer's mm. would do that when they're confused. And I, I was just, I was really blown away with it. I really, really was. Um, let's see, uh, Corinne had bought me, uh, all of True Detective on Blu-ray. Nice. So I, I had watched season one a couple of weeks ago all the way through. I was just like, fuck it, I'm spending the whole day watching season one. And it still holds up as one of the best pieces of cinema ever. Dude, True Detective 1, it, it's like <laughs> a really good novel. Like it's you, fucking incredible, dude. Like it you really, get into really it, you is. don't want to put it down. No, it's amazing. And I, because I had it, and I had to, season two. Let's yeah, we were talking two. a little bit. Did you end up finishing it since we spoke last? I did. Thoughts? No. No? Still a no. no. Season two Hard tough. fucking no. That's it. Re- and again, as I was describing to you when we were talking, uh, Morty, I think that it really did. The special thing about True Detective was that it, is a cop drama, but it's the cop drama that like film people like the way that Batman was the superhero movie that film people like. Tim Burton's or Christopher Nolan's? Christopher Nolan's you're talking Christopher about. Christopher fucking yeah. Nolan's. <laughs> Christopher fucking Nolan's. Yeah, yeah. I'm only I'm only busting. Yeah. But and that was what made season one so special. And what made season two fall by the wayside was the fact that they leaned too hard into the cop drama shtick. Mm-hmm. It was too much cop drama. <clears throat> I, I thought the editing was really weird and jarring. Um, I thought that the acting wasn't wonderful. Didn't think that the script made a lot of sense. It took a long time for me to figure out exactly who these characters were and where they're coming from and why they are the way that they are. I didn't think that anything was really redeemable by the end from any character. Mm-hmm. But... I do think that Vince Vaughn works. I was just about to say, I'll take whatever ground I can get on this, because we've had this argument so many times. Did you at least change your opinion about Vince? I think that Vince Vaughn worked. The only times I don't think Vince Vaughn worked was with his wife, Jordan. 
It's a very stale relationship. It's just, and I don't like her. She can't match him. No. It, their scenes together didn't do much for me at all. But Vince Vaughn as a gangster with a moral code mm-hmm. and a gangster with honor, like yeah. a, a, a madman, an absolute fucking madman who has principle. Yep. Vaughn does it really good. Dude, when I, I really love the scene, uh, you know, when he's in the desert and he's marching back and he's fighting the demons as he's passing. Well, who, who, see, okay, now this is something that confused me because, oh, never mind, never mind, nope, I already answered my own question. Great. Fucking stupid. Love it. Anyway, <laughs> any fucking way. And then did you get through season three? I just started season three again. Scoot. Um, but I, and again, like immediately, um, we're opening season three and I'm like, yeah, okay. I can sit back now. Like this is, this is, this is true detective. Like I'm, I'm literally shoulders like, relaxed. I'm massaging my own shoulders. Like, yeah, bitch, let's get this going. Yeah. So season three really doesn't even hold a candle to season one, which is, I think it does. It, 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 I, I do too. I think I, it does, man. See, I think season Mahershala, one, I think season, season one Dwarf, is the best season of any television, the best single season of any television show ever. I agree. And I think that it goes one, three, two, but I think that three was the redemption arc for two. Like that's the apology for two. And I accept the apology. <laughs> have you finished it? <laughs> you haven't finished it yet though, no, right? No, I have. Okay. I've, I saw oh, you whole, finished three? I've okay. seen the whole thing before and I was really happy with it. Dude, my favorite, honestly, I think it's the second to last episode when we find out why Steven Dorff is living alone in the woods. and With like 50 dogs? With 50 dogs. And it was after it was after the murder. It was right. after him and um, Herschel right. bury the guy. And he goes to the bar. Uh, and he starts fighting. But he fights everybody. He's the tough guy. But I love it at the end when he's been kicked out of the bar. He's alone with a bottle of whiskey. And the dog comes up to him. And it's like that little piece explains his older life. Like he doesn't have family, 100%. he doesn't have friends, but he's got all these dogs. 100%. You yep. come here after all this year, no family, no friends, not even a phone call. Dude, Steven killed it. Steven killed it. And I think that that's one of the things that really surprised me with season three that they tried to do with season two was take these the, um, I don't even want to say no names, but people who are like really huge. Kind of obscure. Very for obscure. this type of project. Well, I mean, so was Woody Harrison and so was Matthew McConaughey. And that's why it works. And it, it worked so like unbelievably well. Yeah. It worked unbelievably well. But when they put, when they, you know, yeah, when they pulled Stephen Dorff into here, I thought that was A brilliant awesome. move. And I, again, uh, back to season two, I don't think that Amy, um, Rachel McAdams worked at all. I really don't. Like, I don't think you needed, I think you could have gotten a more hungry actress to play that role and it would have been done better. I think that McAdams works, but it only goes back to everything I've always, you know, I, there are many podcasts where I've defended my position on Rachel McAdams. She's just immediately likable. Yeah, but not as a, a rigid, edgy, weird past girl. Yeah, I I'll, I agree, especially when her co-stars are are lacking, which they all of their stories did lack. So you really had to like grasp on Rachel McAdams and be like, you really are the one who should be carrying this, and it didn't. But I think that Vince carried it. I think that Colin had maybe forty percent of it. There was forty percent of Colin where I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, this is actually pretty cool. And then the rest, again, it was just so fucking hard to follow. It was, it was, there was so many webs in mm-hmm. season two that weren't tied up nicely. And, um, 
again, like at the end of season two, there was like the 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 barmaid is the here's everything. Here I'm going to explain everything to you now in the last two episodes. And, you know, in the last two episodes, like we're going to explain all these fucking things instead of like having it happen nicely and neatly throughout the series. Um, but yeah, so True Detective, The Father, uh, I watched Pirates last night because Pirates is awesome all Original. the time. Yeah, the number one. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome all the time. Pirates is always great. Uh, what else did I pop on? Obviously, Roadhouse. Uh, I'm holding off on next week's movie until the absolute last. You're gonna watch it again. And you're gonna love it. Uh, you know, I'm not. It's gonna be great. I'm not gonna love any of it. Everybody should stay tuned for the next week's episode. Oh, fuck's sake! Gonna be great. No, it won't be that great. All right, gentlemen, what do you say? Is that, is that Roadhouse? That's Roadhouse, my friends. All right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you uh, staying tuned and uh, keep drinking, keep watching. Later. Hmm. I have been drinking and I have been watching and...